He's the Gwinnett County Public Schools' first Chief Equity Compliance Officer. It's a big title with even bigger responsibilities. Dr. Tommy Welsh stops by teaching Gwinnett to explain what he does and why it's important. Plus, another edition of Did You Know? All that's next on Teaching Gwinnett. Welcome to another edition of Teaching Gwinnett, a Gwinnett County Public Schools podcast. I'm your host, Bernard Watson, and today I am pleased to welcome to the show Dr. Tommy Welsh, former award-winning principal at Meadow Creek High School, turned Gwinnett County Public Schools' first Chief Equity Compliance Officer. Dr. Welsh, welcome. Thank you for having me. If my mind serves me correctly, You've been with Gwinnett County Public Schools for nearly 20 years. Been with Gwinnett since 2003 at Meadow Creek High School. Was assistant principal, principal um, there as well as a teacher. One of the most diverse schools uh, within the state of Georgia and obviously within Gwinnett. Uh, had the great opportunity of working alongside uh, many individuals uh, and moving the school forward in many different areas. Uh, watched it grow tremendously as in size and diversity. You know, I had the opportunity to win uh, several awards and recognition by different organizations. It won awards for leadership and recognizing uh, the, to bring together uh, equity, diversity, and social justice to move forward student achievement to empower all students. Uh, so it's been a great journey. Um, transitioning to the different district office has provided a different level of understanding of how to build a collective effort to move forward student achievement in all areas by honoring and respecting and empowering uh, the diversity that we have here in Gwinnett County. Tell us where you're originally from and what sparked your interest in education. Starting off in Niagara Falls, New York, lived in the projects and then moved uh, to an area called Grand Island, which is right outside of uh, Buffalo, New York. So my mother got a job working at Carbon Graphite Plant, I'll never forget, uh, Carbon Graphite Plant. And we moved about five miles away, um, which um, in New York, the, the system and how it's built is the, the school districts are rather small, but they're very close together. So it was the same area, same state curriculum, but uh, the district was only five miles away. And when I moved in fifth grade, um, you know, I was considered a gifted student and had a, you know, thought I was a great student, had an A's. Uh, and then I moved into a new school district and uh, they told me that I was below grade level. Uh, I, I needed to be in speech classes. And, but I realized um, that very quickly that there are different uh, education systems and how they serve students. And, uh, that began my journey of really beginning to understand the need for educational equity across our nation. As I, as I grew, I began to realize that some of the things that I faced uh, were, were not of my own doing, um, but were, were things that might, you know, in the system that could be redesigned uh, to help. So that drove my passion at a very young age to try to right wrongs uh, throughout our world. Uh, and that, that's just been really my call throughout my journey. Education is simply my vehicle in doing that. I found as I went to college that the valedictorian from the high school I would have graduated, we ended up in the same class. Uh, 
in, in our freshman year, uh, it was an advanced math class. And I remember the person was struggling very, very hard with that class. Uh, and I just didn't understand how she could struggle. And she was a valedictorian by, by myself. You know, I, I wasn't a valedictorian in my high school, but I was well prepared. Um, moving fast forwarding, she ended up dropping out of high, dropping out of college. And um, I found that to be very interesting that we, we, we made it that far and she was number one in her class, but yet it seemed as if I was a little bit more prepared. Uh, so that, that really encouraged me to move a lot further to dig into the system of education. Um, so that's the reason why I entered teaching is I wanted to be that great equalizer for education to ensure that all students had access to a high quality education, uh, but they actually could see themselves within it and be empowered through it. Um, and, and that would have, is what has uh, propelled me throughout my journey. Uh, and I hope that as I continue this journey, I can stay true to that fifth grader who transitioned from Niagara Falls, New York uh, to Grand Island and uh, can ensure that there's high quality education, no matter your zip code, no matter your, your social upbringing, no matter your race, your religion, that you can be included and, um, in, in everything that's, that's being done in the system of education. You've mentioned equity quite a bit. For those who may not understand, what is equity? Well, equity uh, is an opportunity for, for all to receive the support um, that they need in order to be successful, specifically in regards to educational equity. It's providing access to ensure that all students have the knowledge and skills they need to be successful and contributing members of a global society, regardless of their race, gender, sexual orientation, ethnic background, English proficiency, faith, or socioeconomic status or disability. And so that's in a nutshell what, what educate, which educational equity means, but uh, equity as a whole uh, just means really providing people what they need so that they can be successful um, and have an equal opportunity uh, to reach that success. You know, the way I like to explain it to people is that, you know, think of your children. If you have multiple children, you do know and see that as they develop as a child, communication with them based upon their personality or their learning style, you have to differentiate that. You have to provide one child with a little bit more support or love or communicate one way to another child because they respond differently based upon who they are. You know, that that's providing differences in how they're treated. Now, that doesn't mean that it's equal. They don't get the same exact thing. So transitioning that to school, every student that arrives to our doorstep has a different way in which they, they learn. And we've known that throughout the history of education. We've called it things like differentiated instruction, and those things have been okay, and we've adapted to those. We've realized that every student has a different learning style. We realize that different students come with different needs. But in order to do that means that you have a lens of equity in which you're willing to acknowledge that there are differences that, that students need. And you're willing to support and provide for those needs so that all students have the opportunity to be successful. If you do not provide the support or acknowledge that there are differences, then you are unintentionally setting up an opportunity in which students will not have the opportunity to be successful because you have acknowledged that they need something and you just decided not to provide it. 
which would leave it up to that student to figure it out on their own, which we all know that be, with, because they're the youth, they need our support and our guidance. It is imperative upon us to provide them the support that they need so they can be successful. I think it's imperative for us as we continue to look at how we close the academic gap is that we want to close that academic gap very high. So we want to provide equitable services across the board for all of our students. I think that there are situations in some uh, environments where we want to take a look at it, the gifted numbers and ensure that we, we have captured uh, all of our students in, in, that, in that area, but then also making sure that the teachers and the principals have the resources that they need in order to provide that high quality instructional environment. Understanding that the parents also need access to materials and resources, but also knowledge of when it's appropriate uh, to ask for that test and how to prepare your students for that test. I think that that's, that's essential uh, for our community to know is that information shared in an equitable manner? Does every community have access to that information? And if they don't, how do we get that, how do we get that information to them? So when we talk about equal, equal means giving everyone the same thing. Equitable means providing each person with what they need so that they can be successful. In an equitable situation, everyone will not receive equal treatment, but they will receive what's fair for them to be successful. In the space of equity, we don't take away from anyone. The goal is to ensure that everyone has what they need. Stick around. After a quick break, we'll have more of my conversation with Dr. Tommy Welsh, Gwinnett County Public Schools Chief Equity and Compliance Officer. Wash your hands! First you need some soap, then scrub for 20 seconds. If you don't have a clock near you, then sing the ABC song. Be sure to scrub front and back, under your fingernails, and between your fingers. Dry your hands with a clean towel or a paper towel. For more information, go to www.cdc.gov slash clean hands. Although you are the school district's first chief equity and compliance officer, the district's focus on equity didn't just start with you, right? Correct. Um, equity, you can find equity within our foundational documents here in Gwinnett County Public Schools. Uh, our board's theory of action speaks specifically to educational equity in that the true goal of the theory of action is that they want to ensure that there's a process and procedure in place in which the board ensures that they close the achievement gap as much as possible through continuous quality improvement work in which they state, you know, that uh, through their actions, they want to ensure that they support all schools uh, to ensure that the schools have what they need to be uh, with the autonomy to be enriched, but also those that need a system in place where the secure structures are there to ensure that all students are learning at high levels, um, that the district has a flexibility of creating that defined autonomy for all schools. You know, we've been working on equity for a very long time. We've done some great things. Uh, we have things like the Human Resource Advisory Council, which speaks specifically to ensuring that we have a diverse uh, workforce here in Gwinnett County Public Schools at all levels to ensure that there, those in the executive positions that marry our student population and those who are teaching and learning, uh, but also that our, our non-certified staff do as well. 
you got also have to remember that we've received national recognition from the Broad Urban Education Prize for our achievement as a large urban school district. You know, that's an award that's sought after across our nation uh, in regards to educational equity. And we've, we've proven through our results that we can do that well. We've also provided a lot of support in areas when you talk about community-based mentorship throughout through uh, African-American initiatives for our males, but also our, our females in our Hispanic community. So regarding equity and providing support and acknowledgement of gaps that may be there and providing the necessary support and mechanisms to for our students in our community, we, we've done some of those things. Uh, you know, within the last year, we've done a lot as well. Uh, you know, resource equity report was done on our how we allot our resources across the district, and we found that we could make some improvements, and we've done that in providing a fourth category for our category allotment, uh, the category for 75% to 100% free or reduced lunch schools. If they fall within that category, they receive additional funding as a support mechanism. We've done things like made modifications for our curriculum in ethnic studies. Uh, we added an ethnic studies class and then expanded our multiculturalism class. Uh, we've done things such as we created equity teams this year, uh, but we've also uh, done things in the area of cultural responsiveness and providing training for both of our teachers as well as our, as our leaders. And we've done some of those things in the past, but we've expanded on those. So with all that to say, we've done a lot of great work in Gwinnett County Public Schools, and those were only to mention a few, but there's still a lot of work to be done as a continuous quality improvement organization. Every year we want to take a look at how we can improve. So what are your responsibilities as the district's chief equity and compliance officer? So as a chief equity officer, I really want to make sure that I can coordinate those opportunities to ensure that they, they provide a, co a cohesive approach, or should I say it, it an opportunity in which all of those services are aligned and measured to ensure that they're creating the outcomes. And then if there's anything else that we need to do, we want to ensure that we build that into the framework of our organization and lift it up to the top to ensure that everyone is aware, but also can take advantage of those opportunities. In a district this large, in a community this large, there can be a lot of great things going on in different schools and in different communities. But if everyone's not aware and has the opportunity to take advantage of those, that may be a space and equity in which we can improve. So my job is to coordinate those opportunities, make sure that they're concrete measurements, and some areas that we can show that we either need improvement or we can build in place opportunities uh, for growth. And then to move those forward in a very systemic fashion to ensure that all students are successful. My, my job is also uh, to identify any areas of, of improvement. We do that through strong communication with our community, with our stakeholders, and analyzing the data to ensure that all students are successful and have the appropriate opportunity to be successful. Our organization will never arrive and say that our work is done. So every year we want to continue to get better in this space of equity. So even though after all of our accomplishments, the spirit of our organization will not rest on those accomplishments, we will continue to grow. And we look forward to this journey as others join us and, and we continue to, to move forward in this space of equity to ensure that all students are successful. Now, earlier this year, we launched 
equity teams. Tell us what these equity teams are doing. What's their mission? Well, equity teams are uh, groups that are focused uh, very intensely on the area of equity. And, and they're moving it forward as a group of individuals looking at data and research and providing suggestions to, to the district. Who are these people and how were they selected for this uh, very important mission? So we will, we will provide an opportunity for all stakeholders to be involved in the equity teams. Uh, but the equity teams that are taking place currently at this time are um, employees of Gwinnett County Public Schools. Uh, and we have everyone from district staff to teachers, uh, to SROs, to counselors, to media specialists who are involved in this process. And that is the, the first phase in which they will provide an opportunity for suggestions on how to move forward equity in very specific areas. The next opportunity will be provided for our community, where a community will take, an, uh, take a look at any of the suggestions that were made, but also uh, make some suggestions of their own. Our students will also have the opportunity to engage in this process. So equity teams can be found uh, at every level within our community and every stakeholder will have an opportunity to engage. So am I right in that these teams or the district as a whole is doing an internal audit, so to speak, of all its policies and procedures to ensure that there is equity? Yes, I think that's in, that's important for any organization to do. I would hope that uh, you know, in, in other organizations, they do that as as well. You really want to take an assessment of what's currently being done, and, and are there any areas that need to be improved? Uh, I think in the, in the government sector, they call that a racial impact assessment. Uh, we're calling it an equity impact assessment to ensure that we are not intentionally unintentionally creating barriers for students or staff. Uh, so we want to take a look at what we're currently doing and make sure that there are no bias that are included within those. And if they're so, we want to identify those and make adjustments. I think that that's imperative for anyone who's serious about equity work. Uh, so we're doing an internal audit, but it, you know, the word audit is one that makes you think that it only happens once a year. Um, this is something that's a continuous quality improvement process. We want to continuously do this with everything that we do. So this won't be a one-time uh, occurrence. It's going to happen frequently. This team will be active and will evolve over time. You mentioned the selection of those individuals. Uh, so if you want to be on the team and you sent a request and you know you were allowed to be on the team, of course, uh, research says you can't have anything more than 10 or 15 members. For it to be successful but we we expanded that because of the individuals that wanted to be involved so most of the team are about 20 to 25 um, but please know if we're going to be inclusive we need to be inclusive so we decided to ensure that we include as many as possible whoever wanted to show interest what happens when this process is done this process is never done um, and what i mean by that is if it's truly going to be continuous and ongoing there cannot be a definitive end uh, to the process. That would mean um, that, you know, we would think that we had have arrived. I think what we have is we have a cycle. So the cycle will show that we, we make suggestions. Um, we try out a number of those suggestions. We evaluate those. And then we come back to the table to add more suggestions to the table for us to move further and further along in the continuum of equity. So this process uh, does not have a definitive end date as 
as the system of education does not have a definitive end date on improvement. We, we have a cycle that we go through. Um, and for just for your knowledge, the this, this cycle will end in February and it's intentional to end in February uh, because it fits with the cycle of, of how things get worked into the system of education. Our budget system starts, we start informing our budgetary process in the month of February. We start uh, informing what our initiatives and priorities for the next year. Those, those things start in February. And the board needs that information to make decisions of the direction in which our education goes in Gwinnett County Public Schools and things that they support and things that they want to ensure become a priority for our students and our staff. Don't go away. We'll be back after this quick break. They say it takes a village to raise a child. The GCPS Foundation takes that to heart. Our goal is to provide support for every student and teacher in Gwinnett County through grants, scholarships, and more. We want to improve student achievement and empower the teachers who make it happen. To believe in the promise of Gwinnett is to be a part of it. We ask for your support. Be a part of the present. Be a part of the future. The future starts here. Make your donation today. As you know, some people have questioned the need for equity, while others say those involved with the latest equity teams, they aren't qualified, or maybe they're puppets, or that they're going to just do what they're told. They're not really interested in creating equity. Oh, well, you know, I think equity is, is essential. Uh, so for those who maybe believe that equity is not important, you know, I would say that every child deserves an opportunity and support to reach their maximum potential. And how can we deny anyone that opportunity? Anyone who has children or works with children, you understand that all children are different. Therefore, their needs of support and motivation to succeed are different. And in order to do and meet those different needs, an attention to equity is necessary. And I would say that, you know, on the teams, we have a cross uh, functional opportunity where the people who are responsible for the work in that very respective space are at the table. We also have every level represented on the teams. So we have an opportunity to hear from the people who are actually doing the work. In regards to uh, the ability of, or the, the requirement of the individuals, are they uh, qualified to do the work? The work of equity is everyone's work. I think that's the reason why we're in this problem that we have in our nation is we, we, we believe that this work of equity um, for some reason it has not entered into the mainstream of everyone's thought. Like if, if we believe that equity is only a certain individual's work and it does not live within the area of curriculum instruction and assessment and facilities and operations or in discipline, and we don't hold those individuals to be responsible and accountable and, and with the knowledge of equity, I think that we, we miss an opportunity. I think that we're stronger together than we are apart. I would believe that if, if the system of education is going to be successful, then we have to be authentic in this work. And the work has not yet been completed. Let me say that on these teams, we have invited individuals and they are participating. 
those individuals who've been vocal. We vote, they're sitting at the table, um, which is something that typically is not done. And what was intentional, we want to ensure that everyone has an opportunity to engage in this process. So if there are those individuals who might feel that way, I would ask them, are they engaged in the process? Have they attempted to be engaged in this equity process? And if not, I'd encourage them to reach out to me either via email or cell phone, and I can make sure that they're engaged in that process. But I think the best way to be engaged in this process is to be a part of the solution. How do you measure success? Success is measured when all students have the opportunity to be successful regardless of their race, regardless of their religion, regardless of their socioeconomic status or disability, uh, English proficiency. I think that that success would be when student subgroups would not be a predictor of student academic performance. Define societal norms and expectations become a normal occurrence for our students and parents. What is your goal for this year, your first year on the job? Goal for this year is to ensure that there are mechanisms in place where the conversation can happen and every stakeholder has an opportunity to engage in an authentic conversation about equity and how to move it forward in Gwinnett County Public Schools. And that the trust is built, established for everyone. And how do I how do you see that? You see that everyone as a collective spirit in regards to, to, to equity and that we're moving it forward together. Dr. Tommy Welch, Gwinnett County Public Schools Chief Equity and Compliance Officer. Thank you so much for taking the time to stop by and chat with us. But before I let you go, we have one more segment that we got to get to. It's called, Did You Know? Are you 65 or older and a resident of Gwinnett County? Do you want to enjoy the best sports and entertainment that Gwinnett County Schools has to offer? Then we've got your ticket, the Gwinnett County Public Schools Senior Pass. You'll have entry into all regular season Gwinnett County Public Schools sporting and fine arts events. It never expires and it's absolutely free. For more information, call 678-301-7274 and we'll see you at the ball game. Dr. Welch, we end each episode of Teaching Gwinnett with a segment called, Did You Know? Did You Know is a series of multiple choice and or true or false questions about the school district that you have two minutes to answer. The hope is at the end of Did You Know, our listeners will have learned a few interesting facts about Gwinnett County Public Schools. Are you ready? Yes. Question number one, what year and month did Superintendent J. Alvin Wilbanks officially become Superintendent of Gwinnett County Public Schools. A, June 1995, B, April 1997, or C, March 1996? C. Correct. Question number two. What year did Meadow Creek High School open its doors for the first time? A, August 1986, B, July 1983, or C, August 1987? A. Correct. Question number three. True or false? The total number of students enrolled in our high schools is way below the projection for this year. False. Correct. As of September 15th, there were 59,264 students enrolled. That's about 465 more students than was projected. Question number four. 
the last one. Now, this is the hardest question of them all, Dr. Welsh. Yes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Do you need an extra time? I have my phone ready to help me if I need to. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right, here we go. If you were going on a trip to Mars and you could only take one thing with you that is not a person or animal, what would it be? One thing that is not a person nor an animal. Take my phone. <laughs> Taking your phone, okay. Why your phone? So I can call to get the other things sent to me. <laughs> <laughs> smart man, smart man. We, uh, we all need our cell phones at some point, right? Dr. Welch, again, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Teaching Gwinnett. You can find us on the GCPS home webpage, Google Play Music, Spotify, Anchor.fm, the iTunes Store, and the Apple Podcast app. Please subscribe. Until next time, so long.